Hi, I'm Linnea Dominic, Curious City intern. A couple of weeks ago, we dove into an episode from the archives to explain why Chicago has so many lead water pipes. We're continuing to feature stories that highlight environmental concerns facing the city. And today, we return to an episode from 2019 that covers another important issue, how climate change will continue to impact Lake Michigan. Reporter Monica Eng has more. I'm standing on the walking path at Chicago Avenue near Lake Michigan. The city built this path just three years ago, but over the summer, it got buried underwater again, pushing walkers into the bike lanes and turning the former ledge into a big puddle. It's all due to super high lake levels, levels that are freaking people out. And they inspired at least one guy to ask Curious City how climate change is going to affect Lake Michigan water levels in the future. He didn't want to be part of the story, but it's a great question. I mean, how far is this going to go? Should we start planning for water to just start sloshing up onto Lakeshore Drive soon? Well, first, we should say two things. One, when it comes to climate change, the Great Lakes region is expected to fare a lot better than the coasts. And two, These high lake levels, yeah, they broke some records in the spring. But this summer, they're still within the range of highs and lows we've seen for hundreds of years. To find out what drives these highs and lows, I talked to Keith Kampotlowitz. He monitors lake levels for the Army Corps of Engineers. We track a quantity of water that's known as the net basin supply, and that's rainfall and runoff minus evaporation. So get that? The daily lake level is basically water in minus water out. And in recent years, levels have shot up from lots of rain and not much evaporation. But about six years ago, we hit record lows. So we've been at both ends of the spectrum in a very short time. And that's what Great Lakes Water Wars author Peter Annan says we'll see more of in the future. What we're seeing now with climate change in the Great Lakes region is more rocking and rolling in water levels. We're seeing higher highs, lower lows, and we're seeing a much more rapid transition from those lows and those highs, and that's what's really driving people crazy. So will beaches keep disappearing? Or will hotter temperatures drive more evaporation and drops in lake levels? I asked University of Michigan professor Drew Gronwald. He does predictive modeling on the Great Lakes. It's not particularly clear whether water levels might go up for periods or down for periods, of all of the computer models that are run, there really isn't a persistent long-term trend. Wow. So not even predictive models can tell us if we're headed for long-term highs or lows. But we do know we'll see more volatility, plus severe storms. And coastal scientist Charlie Shabika says that could mean damage to the shore. The atmosphere is warming, and warmer atmosphere means more intense storms. So the more intense storms means larger waves, and larger waves means more damage to structures along the shore. And he's not just talking about damage to dunes and bluffs. It's also erosion of the lake bed itself. So when the waves come in, they're digging out at the bottom of the lake. And the net effect of that is the water is going to be deeper than in that area, which means larger waves making it to shore. And those large waves aren't just bad for the beach. They could make swimming more dangerous, too. So to answer the question, no one is super sure if climate change will cause the lake to go up or down in the long run. 
but we should expect more volatile swings in lake levels, more powerful storms, and some big waves that could make a mess of the shore. How high is the water, mama? Two feet high and rise. How high is the water, papa? She said it's two feet hey, high. Hey, Linnea again. Aside from tracking some of your big environmental concerns, we're also still following along with parents, teachers, and students to get a glimpse of what the new school year is like in the Chicago area. Across the board, what we're hearing is this year seems to involve a lot of hard choices for parents and guardians. Parents like Maureen Kelleher, who remembers how challenging remote learning was at her daughter's CPS school last spring. Didn't see any other kids for a long time. We had way too much screen time. It was really hard to manage my job and her learning. So Maureen decided to go in a different direction for the fall. Her daughter, who's in sixth grade, started this year at a new private school, the Chicago Free School, in a small class of 10 students. For three days a week, she attends school in person in an all-outdoor classroom. And the other two days, she's learning remotely from home. And so far, Maureen says this new structure has been working well. The opportunity to go back to you go to school and I go to work is a big load off. It's a really big load off. And even if it's not for very long, because we'll be all remote again very soon, just having a little break from that is great. It's a break, she says, she wishes everyone had. I'm really sad that, like, our systems aren't figuring out how to make stuff like this possible for many more families in the city or everybody in the city. Maureen says the outdoor learning will only last as long as the nice weather does. Once the temperatures start to drop, her daughter will be back to all remote learning, which means this year will continue to change, and we'll check back with Maureen. And we'd love to hear from more parents, teachers, and students about the changes this year has brought and what changes it will continue to bring. Reach out to us at CuriousCity at WBEZ.org or leave us a voicemail at 888-789-7752. That's 888-789-7752. We'll have more school stories for you next week. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Linnea Dominic. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.